Hi, welcome to the podcast. I am Joe Posnanski, and uh, on our road to Rio, I can't be more excited for my uh, guest today here on the podcast uh, because this is going to be the first and only podcast uh, of my life that my daughters will actually listen to uh, because we have with us today actor, musician, YouTube star, Mr. Everything, Flula Borg is with us. Flula, thank you so much for coming. Oh, man, stop, stop, the, stop the presses. I'm so excited to be here, man. Thank you for having me, Joe. <laughs> you are so welcome. Thank you. And, uh, you know, you are, uh, we're, we're going to start off right, right with this. You are doing some, some work. You have done some work for NBC Olympics where you have, uh, uh, I guess it's your Road to Rio series. So t- tell us a little bit about how all this happened. Oh man, it's so exciting for me. I I got to interview uh, many of the very sassy Olympians from Team USA. Uh, I had uh, a little bit of time which, with each of these guys, and so I decided if I have some time and some cameras and some snacks, then I shall make some fun videos with these guys. I made a an Olympic remix with their sounds of their of their mouths and their instruments, like a, a man with a volleyball or a lady with a bikini. Speedo, you know, things like this can make good sounds. Sure. And yeah, so I did make a song with these guys, and then also I did invent a sport so I can defeat these athletic humans and then go to Rio myself with my fake sport. Ha <laughs> <laughs> That uh, the, the you and your fake sport. Now what? Now tell tell our listeners the name of your fake sport. Yeah, it, the name is. Ball. Ball, right. Ball, yeah, yeah. Key, uh, keyword. Yeah, and, and I noticed that when you were playing, and this is very, very exciting, and you can see these videos uh, at NBCOlympics.com, uh, and and you actually, the, the athletes uh, seem to be changing the rules on you as we went. Well, you know, these, it's my game, so it's my rules, you know, as they say, my way or the sidewalk, you know, and so that is what I was thinking. So if they change the rules, this is points for me, as, as you will learn. <laughs> as you will learn. It's very exciting. You, oh, what, yeah. What is your, what is your, sports, your sports background? I love sports. Um, you know, in Germany, we we love um, football, you know, soccer. But sure. now that I, I'm in America more, I have become obsessed with many of your sports. Um, and it's easy because my, my favorite sport is basketball. And we have a very great import or export. I guess it depends where you are sitting when the, when the shipment happens. But Dirk Nowitzki uh, is uh, from Germany and is a very great basketball player. So um, he has helped me to learn and love that sport more. But in general, I've seen holy smokes. Americans are loving sports and knowing sports, so I must learn and love the sports too. So I have been like an athlete sponge, not an athlete foot, but a sponge athlete to absorb things. Absorb, absorb the, the sports. Germany, of course, loves its sports too. Were, were you a big, were you a big uh, soccer fan in Germany? Yes, I, I love it, and it is for us. It is our number one, number two, and number thirty-three sport. You know, for for America, you guys have. You know, I don't know what is. What well, actually? What is? What is your number one sport? Would you say? Probably American football would be the number ah. one sport, and not, not probably, definitely, definitely the biggest sport in America is 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 American football, uh, and then you know baseball, basketball. Then you get some hockey. You have some, some yeah. you know, other things. But, but you're right. In Germany, it is, in, and and really throughout Europe, it is, in, it's just soccer, right? 
yeah, that's right. I mean, we are we are loving it. As you say, we eat, sleep, and eat some more of it. You know, this is all we do, and we very much love it. So when we lose in, like, a Euro Championship or in the World Cup, for us, this is very, very sad. Yes. You know, because for us it is so important. For you guys, I think you guys are maybe bummed a little bit, but then, hey, let's have a, a hot dog or something else. You know, look, oh, a baseball game. You know, for us, we don't have these baseball games. I wish we had some Mariners and some Diamondbacks for distraction. <laughs> we, we do move on. We move on very quickly after the World Cup. But, of course, Germany has, has, has had great success in the World Cup in the United States. Not, not so much. Well, I am very much hoping that you guys, you, you know, you have you have one of our coaches, Jürgen. I feel like he is always, as you say, on the warm or the hot or the boiling seat. His seat is not cold. Not cold. And, yeah, so I, I don't know if he will stay. But I do very much want you guys to, to in continue to improve in, in soccer. But it is very hard. It's very hard. It's, it, it's, it's the world sport. It's very difficult to move up and... and, and join the ranks of, of Germany and, and, and other countries like that? Well, here is my theory. So because there are so many sports in America, all of your athletes, they are like diluted. You know, it is yeah. like if you have some lemonade, but then you pour four more liters of water. It's just now it's just some sad, some sad juice. But so, but so here is my theory. If LeBron James was the goalie of the U.S. Uh, Olymp- uh, US soccer team, you guys would, no one would score. Right. No one would score on America. Ever. 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 No. And he, so, you know, so, but he's busy, you know, winning many titles as, as a hoops man. But, you know, just one example. LeBron as the goalie. Everyone, let's just stop. <laughs> it, would, it would really be good. I, but I really enjoy that you have called the U.S. soccer team uh, sad juice, I believe. That's what you said. It was sad juice. Well, it is. It, it Because there are so many delicious beverages in America, but it's like when you go to the restaurant and you have the, the fountain where you choose Coke and Sprite and Fanta and 7-Up, yes, as a child, you put them all in one cup, but as an adult, this tastes terrible. It you taste cannot, it's not good. It's not good. It's not no. good. All right. I want to talk to you a little bit about the Olympics, but I also want to talk to you about some of the things that you were doing. Give, give, us, give us a sense of, of what Flula's life is like right now. It is a strange life. I do awaken. I, I wear a fanny pack in the morning right away uh, because then I can wear tight pants and, and it does not affect when I put something in my pocket. I don't put it in my pocket. I put it in my fanny. You yeah. know, Joe? Sure. Yeah. And so I wake up and then I write usually one or two strange techno songs about animals or about, you know, who knows what, an action film like Die Hard starring Bruce Willis, a very good film. Yes. And then, then I sometimes have auditions, then or I make a YouTube video, uh, or I, I sell an album for charity. So I have one now called my Anim Album, which is an animal album. And um, it is it is and it's all about the animals. All the songs are animal songs. And if someone purchases it, all the dollars and euros and Dutch guilders, if those I don't, they don't exist, it's it just euros. It's not real. They go to a Wags and Walks uh, dog charity. So this is one of the things. But for me, I like to juggle all the things because. If you are juggling only balls, very boring. But maybe if you are juggling a chainsaw, hey, watch out! Very exciting. You have a movie yes. as well. You are you are in a in a movie. I saw I just saw a preview. Uh, I don't know exactly when it's coming out, but t- tell us a little bit about the movie that you're in. Oh yeah, so I'm I'm in the film called Buddy Moon, uh, like a honeymoon, but with your buddy. 
it is now. It was. It, it's out on the theaters and also on iTunes now. Uh, basically, it is my best friend uh, David. His fiance leaves him right before the wedding time, but he still is having a honeymoon. So hey, I'm your BFF forever. Let's go on your buddy moon together. So we do it. Was that fun? Was that fun to do? Oh man, it was fun. We did shoot it in the mountains outside of Portland, Oregon. Have you been to this place, Joe? I have been. It's wonderful. Holy smokies, man. It's so nice. The people are nice. They have nice caffeinated beverages and also alcoholic beverages and, and very nice weather. I like drizzle and rain, Joe. I like sadness in my weather, and Portland has this many times. Yes, yes. Sadness in the weather is very important. I, I grew up in Cleveland where there was much sadness in the weather. Oh, with sadness everywhere. Man, everyone t- now it has changed, right? Finally now everyone is happy in Cleveland. We are. I just was in Cleveland, I have to tell you, after the championship – it's it very happy. Everybody's very very happy. Ah, oh, good. I'm what a and what a wonderful uh, way to do it to almost lose three da- three games down to one and then LeBron becomes a, a Voltron and then does all the things that you guys win. It's so great. It was great. It really was. It was it was incredibly cool. Uh, I want to get back to your Animal album for just a minute. Just tell us a couple of the songs on the Animal album. Yeah, yeah. So one of them is, is called um, um, Chickening Out. You know, if you are afraid of things, you become a chicken. But don't be a chicken. So I have a song about this. I have a song about dinosaurs as DJs. I imagine in I, maybe many millions of years ago, if I was born in a cave uh, with the dinosaurs, I would be their DJ. I would host all of the proms and also the come homings. I would do all of this. So those are two. That's good. That's good. How, how did you get into music? How, what, what, was your, what is your musical background? I have no siblings, and so as a child, I would be alone in a room, and I would just beatbox, and then I would go into a closet and make strange beatbox sounds. So this was one start, and then the other start, I did some fun old Bavarian dancing called Schuhplattler, which you may not know the name, but maybe, but if you do know or do not know, it is the when you are slapping your hands and knees and shoes. Sure. Okay, and so I did this. And the DJ of this group, he did teach me some skills. So that was my beginning. <laughs> so your beginning, I, I did not know. Your beginning was actually in Schuplatla, the, yeah. the Bavarian yeah. dance. That's correct. Yeah, I, I grew up in a, a town that is in North Bavaria. It's called Erlangen. And we are like, you know, we are like maybe the Virginia of, of Germany. So we are in the south, but maybe not almost quite, okay. you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Schuhplatter, maybe not everyone in the corner is not doing it. It's very strange for me to do it here. But still, technically, listen, it's Bavaria, so I can dance like this. So stop it. It's great. I, I think it's, I, I wish I could do it. I'm not, I'm not in any way down, putting down that. So how, oh, did you, no. how did you get from this to, well, first of all, how did you get to America? But what, what was sort of the, sort of your, your travels from there? Yeah, so I started to make some fun songs, and then I was DJing and, and things like this. And also I liked to make acting times and doing strange hosting and things. And so my first thing was I did audition to be a hype man in a hype man contest, so some, I did not know what it is. A hype man, it's a man before the hip-hop show happens and the rappers are like, rap, 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 rappy, rap, rap, right? Before this happens, a man comes out to excite the crowd. He's right. like a cheerleader with no pom-poms and no skirt. And so this was a contest I did enter in Chicago, and some, in some way I did win this. Wow. So, I was very exciting and confusing. I will email you a strange link if you like. <laughs> I, would, I would very, very much like to see this. Especially, had you ever done any hype work before? 
No, I I did need to Google hyping and hype work just in general, and so I knew I know how to be hyper. Yes. But that's that's it's not a hype man, you know. It's a very different, you know, meaning. It's it's you know, it's like wipe wipe out and wipe windshield wiper. Very different. Very different. Wipe. Very different. So. I started like this, and then that was my beginning. I did host more, and then I made more strange YouTube videos. And then, like, I would say my large, you know, you say your big, oh, my big break, my big breakup or what, that was uh, to go in a film called Pitch Perfect 2 sure. uh, last year. And this was because of YouTube videos. A man said, hey, we need a person. He's a person. He's German. Look at YouTube. Come here. So they found you for Pitch Perfect 2, which is one of my daughter's favorite movies. Oh. Uh, they love it. They love you. They love. They. This is not, not a joke for listeners. This all came about because my oldest daughter, Elizabeth, uh, saw that, that you were doing videos uh, on NBC, and she said, you have to talk to him on the podcast because you work at NBC. And so this is exactly how it happened, and they're, they're huge, huge fans. And we oh. love we love Pitch Perfect too, but I can't. So that is how they found you. You're you really. It was all YouTube. I mean, that's really how people came to know you, right? That's true. Well, number one, shout out Poznanski daughters. <laughs> hey guys, uh, thank you for getting me on the podcast. Um, but yeah, to answer your question, so uh, they were looking for a Rebel Wilson opposite. Like, oh, we need a lady who looks like Rebel Wilson but is German. And they, I guess they maybe did not look in my neighborhood. There are three girls that look like this. <laughs> but so they said, we cannot find this person. Let us try other people. And they just said, oh, he's on YouTube and German. He should audition. So I did audition. I thought it was a hoax. So I didn't take it serious. I wore strange pajama pants. I brought a tiny French horn, and it was very confusing. And then somehow later, someone made a mistake and did cast me in the film. Oh, no, and you're great. You're great at it. You, and also, it, as part of, of your YouTube, um, I guess, journey, uh, you've, you've interviewed a lot of people, right? I mean, you've gotten to, to interview, you know, I've seen you interview uh, Sir... Um, uh, you know the the actor who I, oh I, I, uh, sir, not Sir Mixelot, uh, <laughs> but you are thinking um, another man who's a knight I know and he played Gandhi. He played Gandhi. Yep. That's exactly yes. what I was going to say. Uh, That's Sir uh, Sir Ben Kingsley is his name. Sir, yeah, Sir Ben Kingsley. Yes. And that was that was and you and you but you've done a lot of interviews like that. Yes. Yeah, it's true. I, I was, I, you know, I think I'm like, a, some people say, I'm a fluler of all trades, you know, so I'm a flu of all trades. I'm, a, I'm an author. I'm a journalist. So if I'm a journalist also, who knows? Why not? I shall interview these celebrities for their press junkets. And so this is how I did meet many of these very sassy humans. And I just asked them questions not about their movies. Because why? Then, you know? Because wise, right? They, they, some of them seem to really get you, and some mm. of them seem very, very confused by you. You would agree with this? I would agree. I think I am a thing that is very confused. It's I am like a human version of Snapchat. <laughs> you know, like some people are like, oh, I love Snapchat. I get it. It's so fun. Look at these filters. And then other people are like, what is this? This is so confusing. Please give me my Twitter back. You know. You do. You, you. I had not thought of you as a human version of Snapchat, but I, but I like that very much. Um, <laughs> so, so the Olympics—they're coming up. What, are, what is your thoughts of, about the Olympics? I mean, do you, do you love the Olympics? Have you loved them since you were young? 
Yes, I've loved them for, for many years. I, I can still remember, I was just a tiny infant in the diaper, but I remember 1984 and Mary Lou Retton and then the cartoon she made with Mr. T some, some days later was also very great. And I remember all of these very fun events, the Dream Team of 1992. So I've always had some nice fascination with Team USA. I know I'm from Germany, but, you know, we are good with the Winter Olympics. The Summer Olympics, we are busy, you know, building... I don't know, igloos for the Winter Olympics. We don't really do it so much. So I have, I have always loved some Team USA. And I will tell you, I'm very excited for many of the athletes. I think it can be a very exciting summer. Ashton Eaton, the decathlete, is so great. Yes. And so many other humans. It's very amazing. Yes, and Ashton Eaton is one of the people I was going to ask you about because, uh, you know, the decathlon, such a great event. And, of course, it's, it's, it's the, only, the only time we get excited about, about the decathlon is, is uh, now at the Olympics. And here he is, and he's probably the best ever, probably the best decathlete ever. So that's that's very exciting. Oh, man, he's so great. And also, uh, I did get to scrape his shoes to make a techno sound song, and he was very good with this. Like, he's not just a decathlete, guys. He can do many other things. He is a renaissance man of all the items in the world. Yeah, he seemed to really, he seemed to really enjoy his time with you. I have to admit... Michael Phelps, he seemed a little befuddled by you. Oh, and listen, I understand. Michael, Michael, was, Michael is seeing a strange German man. You, we, we don't see this part in the video, but at one point I'm playing a baby banjo. At another point I'm wearing a strange uh, woman's wig. So Michael was, I think, going, you know, you put someone through the ring ring, and so I think I did this with Michael. What did you think of Michael? Well, you know, meeting him and then, and then uh, you know, talk about the greatest Olympian ever maybe. Just crazy. So very nice dude, very uh, mellow. You, I think it's like you know people say, oh, I am a mellow, mellow on the mellow on the chair, but a crazy person in the pool or something like that. <laughs> I think he is like that. You know, he see, oh, he's so nice, and then but watch out, don't don't put some water near his body or he will destroy you. <laughs> you you actually were asking him about about uh, his medals and and where he keeps them and that sort of thing, and he he did not. He did not seem to want to go there with you. Well, he doesn't. I, I understand, you know, we don't like to share. If I have French fries, I like to just eat them, you know. So if you want some fries, maybe just order your own fries. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think Michael was thinking, listen, I have many medallions. You go earn your own medallions, Fula. Don't be such a lazy pants, you know? <laughs> I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Who, who, else, did, who else did you get to meet? Oh, man, I got to meet... Um, so, oh, uh, Diana Taurasi and Maya Moore from How the USA basketball team. How great is that? Oh, man, they are so great. I mean, Taurasi is so excellent. I feel like she is like the veteran who has won like 500 gold medallions <laughs> and just too many. She can now just give them to people on Craigslist. It's very amazing. Oh, I loved also meeting all of the, the swimmers, so many swimmers, Katie Ledecky, Missy Franklin, of course. Uh, those guys are great. Nathan, Adrian, they were all. And what was nice, I must say, is everyone is like, hey, you are strange. Maybe you have some issues in your brain. Who cares? <laughs> Let's shoot some videos. So, so you didn't feel, you did not feel like any of them really rejected you. They all, they all were sort of, they, they, didn't, they didn't quite know what you were doing, but they were still like, ah, this, this is interesting. Let's see what, what's going to happen here. Yeah, if this was, if all of these interviews were like Tinder, I would, I think they all swiped right. What is the swipe that accepts? They swiped in a nice direction. All of them. The, the good swipe. The, the good uh, swipe. 
Katie Ledecky is is amazing. She's an amazing swimmer and and just incredible. But she is very very uh, shy. She she's does, she does not speak a lot in public. She's not a very very you know she, she Missy Franklin is a, is just this person in public that you see her and she's very open and happy and excited. Katie Ledecky is a little more reserved. Did you sense that as you were talking to them? Absolute, and uh, it, I understand. You know, th- it's nice to remind my brain that to be a very great athlete, you do not need to be one kind of personality. You know, you can have a person who's like, "Oh, bubbles and bubbles and joy," <laughs> or another person who's like, "I want to read the encyclopedia," it, and both can work very great. Which was nice because they are both amazing swimmer ladies. And uh, but you're right, very different personality. But I will say. Katie was very excited and, of course, confused. So, in this way, she was just like all the other great humans. Were any of them, did any of them sort of just jump right in? They just knew what you were about. They just got you and and you guys just, were were you just connected? You just vibed? Oh, yes. Uh, A couple guys. Uh, Colin Isles. Oh, yes. Dude, so he's on the rugby team, and he is, I think, the fastest rugby human in the planet of all the planets. That's right, of all planets. Fastest oh. rugby in the, wor- in the world and all planets. Holy smokes, I have watched some YouTube videos. It is, it is crazy. Everyone is, is, like, sitting there tying shoes and making <laughs> flapjacks, and Colin is running with this giant egg everywhere on the field. It's amazing. But he was very fun, man. He, he liked all the things. He, he was confusing me, which is very difficult to do because I'm, I'm usually more confused. But, no, he increased my confusion. It was great. So he was great. So Colin Isles was really, really fun. Oh, man, so fun. Also, Joe Kovacs, who is a shot putt man, yes. he was also super great and very much enthusiastic. I assume always, oh, a large man, he will be quiet and stoic like a man from Game of Thrones. <laughs> no, he was a very excited man, like, let's go party. It was very cool. He was not like a, like a man from Game of Thrones. He, he, the, the shot put, what do you think of the shot put as an event? It is so confusing. I think hum- everyone should own a shot putt for one hour and try to throw it in any direction because then you are understanding what is happening. This is so, so different. It's like a bowling ball, but you're not rolling it on nice polished wood. You're tossing it in the sky. It seems illegal. It seems illegal. It it's really is incredible. That's the one thing about the Olympics that's very true is you see these events and they make them look very easy, but if you ever try to do them through yourself you're going to get hurt. Oh, as someone, someone will result in blisters. It's very true. You have to be very careful, which is why someone like Ashton Eaton, who is doing 10 of these things, I'm like, what is occurring? Slow down. Slow down. This is too much danger. I love it. You love it. All right, so what are you going to be doing during the Olympics? I will watch all of the things that I can watch with my brain, uh, and I will be very excited. I will, of course, uh, support my my nice Germany team, but I will also hardcore support uh, Team USA because I feel like I'm home dudes for those guys, and I am a illegal alien cheerleader for them, which is very fun. <laughs> An illegal alien cheerleader. That's that's you could be. You could actually be. You could run that group if you want. <laughs> I would. Is it a Facebook group? Okay, I will lead that. Perfect. Starting starting the illegal alien cheerleader group over uh, over at Facebook. Um, so that's great. So no, I mean it, now will you now you're in your life. I mean obviously you are doing so many different things. Do you get to? Are you traveling around? Do you get to stay in one place? What, what, what's your what's your life plan? I like I my life plan is to always sleep. 
six or seven hours in the evening time, use the toilet when necessary, sure. and also eat enjoyable food. Um, so this is my plan. With travel, I do enjoy to travel to places. America is great. I have been to Dallas many times and San Francisco. I love Portland because of the sad drizzles. Yes. I love these very much. And soon I'm going to Montana to uh, just like the quarterback. Uh, did they name the state after the quarterback? They, they did. They did. It's That's actually very little known fact. Well, that is so. Football is the biggest sport in America. I get it. It's very logical. So I'm going there to see Glacier National Park. I'm very excited. It is exciting. That's It's beautiful. Montana yeah? is a beautiful state. Yeah, you'll love that. Oh, boy, I'm excited. Where, Joe, where are you from? I am, well, I'm originally from Cleveland, but I live in North Carolina. You've never been, you've never been here, have you, to North Carolina? You, oh, hey, listen, listen, oh, boy, howdy. I did a, a little exchange program at UNC Chapel Hill. Did you really? Okay. Yeah, man. Hours. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I love North Carolina. I was so sad that the championship game was just a huge, huge, um, heartbreaking time. Holy smoke tones. <laughs> that buzzer beater was sadness. It was sadness. I did not know. So you actually spent some time at the University of North Carolina. Yeah, I did. And it also has a German connection because in 1993, uh, UNC won a championship in basketball. One of the players is Heinrich Rödel, who's, right. yeah, who's a German player. And he recruited another player later called Ademola Okulaja, who also played at UNC, who was German. And he was like a dude with like Ed Coder, Charmant Williams, um, all of those guys. That was his era. Of the basketball team. You are actually, I mean, you, 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 you've hidden this very well. You're a huge basketball fan, aren't you? Oh, man, I love the hoops. I love them so hard, man, big time. I, I love it. As you say, I'm a hoops face. That's me. You're a hoops face. Now, are you, because of, of Dirk, do you, are you a Dallas fan? Is that, is that how you, is that how you roll? Well, I'm a Dirk fan, number one. So yeah. he will never leave Dallas. So, of course, I, I will love Dallas. Uh, but I do love just beautiful basketball, and so I enjoy. I do enjoy to watch the Golden State Warriors. They are amazing. Just yes. to see the style, I think it's crazy. I cannot believe Durant is there. I don't understand how this will happen, or how is this legal? This feels like like insider trading of the of the stock market or something. Like a Bernie Madoff has occurred. I'm very confused. It's what's going to happen? Okay, You've, clearly you have already you have expressed your basketball credentials. There's no question about it. So what's going to happen when Durant goes to Golden State? Are they just going to just win every game, basically, and just roll through, or, is, or are they going to have some tough times? They will have issues. Uh, every time everyone likes to, as you, you know, it's like, oh, the hot take. It's time for a hot take. This one is the 800 Celsius or whatever. I, do you remember when Steve Nash and Dwight Howard came to the Lakers? So they're like, oh, they, they will win 65,000 games. And then they won like eight games and Dwight Howard was sad and Steve Nash had an ankle, you know. So it's like, okay. So I think what will happen is they will be good, but they will not break records or anything. They too many, it's too many stars. Everyone must stay healthy. They must figure out the dynamics. But I still, I still would prediction a title. I say title time. Okay. What do you think? I, uh, you know what? I, uh, we are exactly on the same page. This is exactly yeah. what I said. I, I think it's not going to be easy. I think they're no. going to have. There's going to be a time. You talk about the hot takes. There's going to be a time uh, in January and February where people are calling that team a flop. I think that's what's going to happen. People yeah. are going to say they're not any good but then they'll put it together and win the title. I, that's exactly what I think is going to happen. 
Oh yeah, look, when the Heat uh, had all the dudes, when, when LeBron went and blah 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 and, and Bosch and all of these guys, that first season they were like 8 and 9 or something and yeah. all the panic, everyone, hey, where's my pet? let me purchase, purchase a panic button so I may push it so hard and then they are still going to the finals, so slow down the phones, you yes, know? Yes, absolutely. Alright, well, so you're going to uh, if you had to pick one event that you were going to watch most closely at the Olympics, what would it be? Oh, oh, that is tough. Uh, I so I want to say basketball, but I think because the Olympics are, are so rare, it should be an Olympic sport that yes. only I can see in the Olympics. So I would say it it, it must be all oh, the diving. I want to see some diving and splishy splashes. <laughs> You know, that I'm very excited for. Because if I'm hot, then perhaps Greg Luganis will spray me with some of his dives, you know? <laughs> Don't you love diving? Diving, in, in, in all seriousness, super, it's, it's incredibly fun to watch. It is, and also, just like the shot put, it is impossible. <laughs> I have tried to just, like, make sure my head enters the water first. I cannot do it. Like, always my legs, or he, oh, my booty's in the water, oh, ouch. <laughs> Yeah, I've just made a smack. It's very difficult. It is very difficult. I'm very excited about it. Fula, I, I, I honestly, and I mean this sincerely, this is, this is making my daughter's day that, that you've taken the time to do this. I really can't thank you enough. Oh, man, no, Joe, please, hello to, to the daughters, uh, daughters Posnansky. And, dude, I'm so excited for your podcast, and have a very fun time in Rio. <laughs> oh, thank you. I will. I know I will. Yeah, of course, man. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Write all the articles and make all the podcasts. <laughs> All right, but before we go, before we go, I have to ask you one time because because I I, I joked with my daughters. You have a you have an opening uh, thing that you do whenever you do an interview. Uh, you always start off the same way. I was going to do it. My daughters said, "Don't you dare do it. That's not your thing. That's that's flawless thing." So please hit yeah. our our listeners with with your open. How do you open every interview? I always tell the person, uh, we need to start this interview with an exciting time, so I'm going to boom for you right now. Are you ready, Joe? I am so ready. Boom! What's up, guys? It's Lula Borg and Joe Posnanski. We are podcasting so hard. <laughs> oh, I, I can't do any better than that. Thank you so okay. much. Thank you so much, man. Have a good time.